Okay, maybe.
to you, Jesus. Because it's all about you. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom evening people of God. Shalom evening church. I believe we are all doing well. I hope we are all doing well. All right, we thank God, we give God all the praise and the glory. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well with my family. God bless you, my son, the Pastor George. Um, glorious birthday in advance. Wow. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, I think God willing this Wednesday is um, my son's birthday and he's been a wonderful blessing to me. He's actually the associate pastor of eagles mountain international he's he's just a blessing he's just a wonderful blessing to the body of christ and i thank god for his life 
God bless you, son, and increase you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me, please? All right. All right. God bless you. God bless you, Fred. The Lord bless you and keep you. Pastor Frank, the eagles, and God bless you. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, the Lord bless everybody and keep all of us strong in Jesus' precious mighty name, amen. All right, before we delve into the word of God and into the matters of the spirit, I want us to take a word of prayer. We are praying. Glorious Father, we give you praise. We exalt you. Thank you for making this wonderful day a reality, even in the physical. We pray in Jesus' precious mighty name that this evening will be another moment of encounter with your spirit. We ask, O Lord, that you pour out of your spirit even upon us in the name of Jesus. Wherever darkness has been ruling in our lives, let your light shine and cause darkness even to disappear. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, fill us, O God, with your light and your strength and cause us to overcome every agenda of the enemy that will be against us in Jesus' precious mighty name. Once again, we declare we are filled with your spirit and with your light and our pathways are shining with your light in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, we give God all the praise and all the glory. We thank the Lord Jesus Christ for um, gifting us even with another wonderful evening like this, even for us to come and experience his love and even his faithfulness. Hallelujah. All right, so this evening I want all of us to um, delve deep into matters of the spirit realm and um, learn some new truths even in the things of the spirit amen so it is going to turn out to be a moment of questions and answers and um, the lord is going to be of a great help to us if you have any question regarding the things of the spirit any question that you have have heard of something you don't understand you want god to actually shed more light on it 
for you to understand. You can kindly ask anything concerning spiritual things. The Lord is going to be of help to you. And um, if it be His will, He will surely open things up for us to understand to His glory. Hallelujah. Alright, so please, if you have any question, you can boldly ask ask your question right now any question that pertains to spirituality anything you can just ask any question all right okay somebody said yes i wanted to ask if someone can be led into the realms of the spirit led as in i'm not getting it I need to know the like how the whole question sounds before I can I can help with the answer. I don't I can't put my meaning into the question. Are you getting it? Uh-huh. Said I want to know if someone can be led into the realm of the as in led as in by another human being or by a spirit or I want to know so that I can answer well. Okay. Said, I mean someone taking someone to the realm a human being it is not possible no human being can take you into the realm of the spirit that is what you need to understand no human being has that assignment to carry you into the realm of the spirit no except there is a spirit on that person that is the holy ghost or any other spirit that can lift you into that realm even when witches want to call the souls of other um you know newly initiated ones to enter into the um astral world they don't do that with their physical bodies they will leave their physical bodies and enter into the astral world with their astral bodies then they will go to the person's place with their astral bodies and call Mm -hmm. so there is no human being that has that ability it is actually the work of a certain dimension of your spirit that can do that assignment yeah and um you need to you need to know that okay somebody said papa please can an apostle operate the gift of the oh yes yes as for the gift of the prophetic the prophetic giftings they are gifts any normal christian can desire and work in it so it is possible for an apostle to work in those gifts in fact it, it is actually common among apostles for them to work in prophetic giftings yeah it is common all right somebody said who are we and why are we on earth that is a very huge question <laughs> a very huge question and i can't summarize it in just few uh, words yeah but simply or let me say basically what i can let you know is that you are here basically on this earth to manifest christ you are here to manifest christ Mm -hmm. so god made you here on this earth and when you read genesis chapter 1 verse 26 god said let us make man in our own image and after our likeness and let them have dominion so you were made to have dominion 
And having dominion actually is the expression or the manifestation of Christ. Now you have received Christ into yourself. So the Christ you have received, you must manifest it to the world. And the peak of your manifestation is called glory. So as you are manifesting Christ, the, the peak, the zenith of your manifestation is called glory. That is why Christ in us, there is a hope of glory. The glory is actually the end of the manifestation of the Christ. Are you following? And as you are revealing Christ, Christ is the son of the living God. That is what all Christians are waiting for. They are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So the more you reveal Christ, the more creation will begin to find their true meaning. So anybody who does not have Christ within and is not manifesting Christ has lost the sense of life and creation. So you need to know that. So we are here to reveal Christ. Are you, are you getting it? Alright, so basically that's what, that's what I can say to, to help. Alright. Okay, somebody also said, Papa, please, what's the mystery behind seeing double numbers all the time? I've, I've explained this before. Most of the times it is an angelic um, sign or signal. Yeah, it is to just let you know that an angel is trying to communicate with you. And you need more time to pray um, so that you can get, you know, the thing. As in what God is trying to use these angelic beings to communicate to you. Yeah, you need more time to pray. Alright. Okay, someone said, Prophet, please, if God knows the end from the beginning, it means he knows our future. Everything that will happen to us and befall us. But how then... Do we as Christians still have our power to choose? Does it mean that even our choices in the future, he already knows them? Then can you throw more like, oh yes, God knows whatever you are going to decide. God knows everything that you are going to decide. He knows everything. Now, one of the things you need to understand about God's creation um, of man is that Man is actually a particular entity in God's creation that is lifted to a certain rank that there is no creation or creature that has that kind of rank. And it is much more on the side of their will. Their will. Are you getting it? Now, God in his infinite wisdom actually made man so that now all entities have their own wills all entities have their own wills but the wills of entities differ based on the kind of entity they are are you following and all the creatures are not the same in glory so when we read the book of first corinthians chapter 15 the bible speaks of the fact that there are celestial beings and there are terrestrial beings and all these beings differ in glory so all the things that God has created, all of them have specific glory that God has deposited in them. And it is by that glory that they glorify God. Now, among all the things that God has created, it is only man that has the highest glory. Are you following? Apart from God. Now, and man having that kind of glory 
God made man in a way that he planted something in the man, which all creation has, which is called the will. But based on the levels of glory, we are not the same. Because man has the highest glory, the will of man is very powerful. And when God made man, he planted the will in man and said to man, if man chooses to walk with God, it is as a result of his will. God cannot make man and say by force, by hook or crook, you should by force, by thunder. As I've made you, you have no other choice. Man is not a robot. Man is a being. Man is not a robot. In fact, if you make a robot and uh, you program everything that the robot is supposed to do, if the robot does it, what actually is the glory in it to you? Because it is a programming. Everything that the robot is doing has been programmed. It is like this. When you are trying to play FIFA on your laptop or maybe your PS5 and you reduce you know, um, the level of the game to beginner and you begin to score them 5-0, 10-0, even though you will be happy, but there is no glory in that. <laughs> Are you with me? Because you have programmed those beings. Huh? You have programmed the other team not to play. So sometimes you can, you, you can dribble all the players on the field, including the keeper, and stand in the pool for, for three minutes. And once you realize that they are coming there, you push it into the... You will be happy, but you will not be entirely happy. That is not where happiness is found. But if you put it at the other... I think the highest one I've forgotten... You see, when you put it at the highest level and you are playing and you even score them one through penalty, the kind of player, the kind of joy that will be in your heart because you know that they had the ability to score you, but they couldn't. Legendary, right? Great. Are, are you with me? That is how God made man. Man has the ability to disobey God because of his will. But when man chooses to obey God, even though he can choose any other thing, that kind of choosing, where man chooses God, becomes the highest manifestation of glory to God. That is why man is not made as a robot. Are you getting the picture? Are you getting it, please? Good. So God made man in that way so that he will not force man to worship him. He will not force man. God does not force anybody. Yeah. But if you find out according to your own will that Jesus is the truth and you follow that is when you begin to glorify God with the glory that he made within you. Good. So you need to put that at the back of your mind. So God knows every decision that you are going to take, but he still leaves you for you to decide to be with him by your own will. And that is why he will reward you. Because if you, you program a robot to do everything, you can't reward the robot because what, what are you doing? I've already programmed you. 
So you can't even disobey me. Are you with me? But when a person has the ability to disobey, but he chooses to still obey you, then you can give the person a reward. Are you following? Someone said, Papa, please, how do you see letters and numbers? It is the Holy Ghost that reveals. It is the Holy Ghost that reveals. Yeah. There is not, let me say, keys. If you want to see letters, do this, do this. No, 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 no. That's, there's nothing like that. It is the Holy Ghost that reveals. All you need to do is to build up yourself. Cook yourself in prayer and make sure that your senses, your spiritual senses, are not communicating. Like, um, let me say, what is the word, Krah? Oh. Contaminated exactly. Don't let your 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 spiritual senses be contaminated because there are a whole lot of things trying to contaminate your spiritual senses. So once it is clear, when the Holy Ghost reveals, you pick it easily. Very you pick it easily. Mm -hmm. So you need to know that. Alright, let me take some other questions. Okay. Somebody said, Papa, please, how can we know what our destiny holds? You cannot know your whole destiny in a single day. It will not happen. There is nothing like that. Are you with me? Yes. But God can give you a program outline of your destiny. Or let me say, a plan. That is why when you want to build the house, you can get the plan of the house. It is not the house, it is the plan. But whether one iron rod will, 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 like we will struggle to bend it, or no, no matter whatever will happen in the course of the building is not part of the plan, but the plan is already there. So during the building, maybe um, you build some of the blocks will fall down and be broken. It was not part of the plan. But it will still happen. But when it happens, you are supposed to know the decision to take by the leading of the Spirit. So what God will do is that He will paint the picture of your end to you. When you see the end, you will know that, oh, okay. Then, by your walk with the Holy Ghost, God will now show you every step you are supposed to take. That is the reason why, even if you, God gives you a, a prophet, you take the whole, pro, you take the whole prophet into your room. Still, the prophet cannot tell you what you are supposed to do at every point in time. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is what the Bible said. We see in part and we prophesy in part. Prophets see only certain parts of your destiny and they will prophesy to you. But it is only the Holy Ghost that sees all and can tell you what you are supposed to do at every point in time. And this Holy Ghost, God gave him to you. He is inside you. So if you decide not to listen to him, it, it is just a prophet can just help you just only 15% of your destiny. The rest, you need to know what the Holy Ghost is saying. Else you miss a lot of things. That is why anybody that will tell you that 15 keys to fulfill destiny. The person has given you a broader plan of how things are going to be. 
but what will happen every day every second every minute every five minutes the person cannot tell you that but it is the holy ghost in you who is in you every day that can tell you every second what will happen are you following that is why deciding not to have fellowship with the holy ghost is a dangerous thing you you miss a lot of things in in this life so if there is anything that your pastor is supposed to teach you is to he's supposed to show you the way to fellowship with the holy ghost all the time all the time and when you learn and you begin to walk with the holy ghost in that manner there are some questions you will never ask you you will grow and you realize that things are changing are you with me so god will show you the scope of your destiny sometimes it can manifest through dreams sometimes it, will, it might be through a prophetic word sometimes it will be through the scriptures sometimes you are reading a certain scripture and all of a sudden the holy ghost will cause that scripture to hit your spirit then all of a sudden you begin to ponder on that scripture it might be a place that god is calling you to be so there are so many ways to discover what god has called us to become it is not always by prophecy sometimes god can reveal it to you by his spirit through dreams are you following there are many people you knew that you were called into the ministry when no prophet had prophesied to you why because you dreamt and you saw yourself ministering to many people and it was after two years that the prophet told you that you are going to be a prophet. Now, when the prophet tells you that, is that not a confirmation of what God has already revealed to you? It is a confirmation. That is how life is supposed to be. That every word that will come from the mouth of a, a prophet to you should actually be something that the Holy Ghost in you has already told you. Because in the mouth of two or three witnesses, something is established. So sometimes when God wants to establish what he has already told you in the secret place, he will let a prophet say it again so that it will come to the place of establishment. Are you getting it? That is why you can't take prophets out of the lane. And in fact, the, the work of prophet is not only to prophesy. The prophesying part of a prophet's assignment is only 40%. The 60% has nothing to do with prophecy. Are you following? It is much more on the side of building up the saints and standing for specific dimensions of God. There are some prophets, when they appear here, the only thing they will talk about is righteousness. They are a dimension of God's righteousness. But some prophets are not like that. So there are specific mandates on prophets that actually distinguishes each prophet. Are you following? So all prophets are not the same. Some don't even see visions, but they are prophets. You can't tell me that because you, can, you cannot see a vision, you are not a prophet. No, 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 no. You need to understand what prophet actually is in the sight of God. When God was actually telling um, Abim uh, Abimelech that leave Sarah alone because 
her husband is a prophet and he was actually referring to abraham where did we see in the bible that abraham was prophesying but god called him a prophet so what god actually calls prophet is not based on prophecy that you are prophesying no 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 no, no. it's not like that so don't let anybody deceive you that is why some people say i've never seen this man of god prophesying before, but he calls himself a prophet he's not the one calling himself if god calls him a prophet who are you Are you getting it? Good. So you need to understand this. And in fact, the fact that somebody too is prophesying does not make the person a prophet. That is why you need to understand these things. Because prophesying is actually there are, there are giftings of the Holy Spirit that the prophetic giftings are part. Are you following? Can you all hear me? Good. So understand that the fact that somebody is not prophesying and he is called a prophet does not mean he is not a prophet. Put that at the back of your mind. There are so many dimensions of the prophetic that some people, they will not come to you and prophesy to you one-on-one, -on -one, but they make prophetic declarations over nations, over cities, and they do manifest. They are prophets. There are so many dimensions of the work of a prophet. It is not only prophecies. Because prophecy is a gift, and every Christian can carry that gift. That is why the fact that somebody is prophesying to you does not make the person a prophet. You need to understand these things. A prophet actually becomes a person that stands for the righteousness of God to a generation so whatever the assignment of a prophet is he manifests so that god's righteousness will be proved are you following good Can you hear me, please? Alright, great. Good. So please, um, I hope we've all understood that. Alright, let me go back and check if 
and there are other questions that I can touch on. Okay. Alright, somebody also asked that what is Nazarene and who are the Nazarenes? I think I've thought on this before. Yeah. I think when we read the book of Numbers, I think chapter 6 or so, um, the Nazarenes are specific people that God calls out of the Jews to stand in the place of deliverance where they would deliver his people from the hands of the enemy. They are specific people and there is what governs them. Are you following? Good. So all the people that were born and are Nazarenes, they are a particular group of people that God will choose. Most of them, their birth will be prophesied because of the kind of assignment that they are supposed to fulfill. And there were about four things, or let me say rules, that governed a Nazarene. The first rule is that when somebody is a Nazarite or a Nazarene, no blade or razor or any sharp object is supposed to remove the person's hair. See, from the day of birth to the day of death, they will not shave the person's hair. The second rule was that the person, a Nazarene, will not drink of any alcohol or any strong drink. The third rule is that a Nazarene is not supposed to touch any dead thing. So even if the mother of a Nazarene dies, he or she is not supposed to touch their mother. Then the fourth one, a Nazarene is not supposed to marry outside the Jews. These are the four main rules that governed who a Nazarene um, was, based on the kind of assignment that God had actually designated for them. Samson was one, even Jesus was one. Okay, Jerry said, Papa, when you are prophesying and you say you have entered a place, do you see your physical environment changing to the place that you are? Or it is like remembering a dream in your mind? That dimensions. These two also can play a role in that. But there are so many dimensions of that one. You have the vision where it will look like your physical surrounding will change to the place. That one is there. Most of the time, that is the beginning of open visions. When God is actually revealing something in the dimension of open visions, most of the time, that's how it looks like. I've seen an encounter that I had with the Lord Jesus where my curtains began to roll. Like it began to move in a certain way. And all of a sudden, it formed Jesus and he came out of it and stood in front of me. My, my curtains in my room. So you see, sometimes you hear certain men of God and you see like, all of a sudden, the wall of my room changed. The, the wall was no more and it turned to be a different place. That one is there. But there are dimensions where God will carry you. You will know, you will know you are gone. You will sense you have been lifted from your body. 
here. At that moment, you are aware of your physical surroundings and at the same time aware of what is happening in the other realm where you have been taken to. It's a very beautiful experience. It depends on the kind of being that lifts you to that realm and also the place where you are lifted to. And, and also what God is trying to communicate even to you. Yeah. So, um, it happens. I think I have to, I have to talk um, about that into details one of these moments. Um, school of the Prophets. Okay. Alright, let me take some other questions. I won't I don't want to skip any question. Um, okay, somebody said please anytime i start to worship or pray i feel the shadow of someone always by me is it because my spiritual eyes have not been opened yet or is is form is some form of message that they want to give it depends on you see every spirit that appears to a man has an atmosphere are you with me and there is a certain atmosphere that angelic beings come with and based on the kind of angel that manifests to you you have a specific experience when that being appears especially let me just when you there is an angelic being that has come to protect you the moment that being appears to you all of a sudden fear disappears from your heart Are you with me? But mostly when demons try to attack a man, when they appear or maybe they will come to the room where you are praying, all of a sudden fear starts gripping your heart. So one of the easiest ways to decode the type of spirit that is with you is actually by sensing love or fear. Almost, in fact, all demons appear to a man with an atmosphere of fear but even when a godly angel appears to a man and the man is astounded by this the stature and sometimes the man can be afraid most of the times the moment the man tries to be afraid you say fear not because once fear grips your heart you are wasting their time there is nothing they can do for you because fear is what stops a man from receiving a lot of things from the Spirit of God. That is what the Bible said. For the Lord did not give unto us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. Are you getting it? So you need to understand these things. When you are praying and you sense that there is a being in your room, now, what is the atmosphere around that being? What are you sensing within you? Are you afraid? That there is a being in your room if you are afraid check inside your heart very well whether that 
you being afraid is a natural one or it is an um, a certain spirit imposing fear in your heart i don't know if you are getting what i'm saying because there are so many dimensions of somebody being afraid you can be afraid of a being that is from god just because naturally like there is this kind of fear in your in your natural heart but there is also when a certain spirit is trying to put fear in you so you need to distinguish between these two dimensions of you um, being afraid and you being in fear are you following Somebody says, Papa, how do you locate the Holy Spirit in you? This question might sound some way, but it is a very beautiful question. I don't know if she, the person that asked the question herself understands the way I'm understanding the question. <laughs> it's a very beautiful question. Maybe I'm the one trying to also put meaning into the question for her. So let me pause and ask what do you mean by locating the Holy Ghost? Kindly, um, you know, for all of us to understand your question, kindly frame it in a different, um, simple way so that we all can understand. So how can you locate the Holy Ghost in you? Okay. Someone said, Papa, please, how can someone discern imaginatively about someone to get accurate messages about that person? This one is a process. It is a process that the Holy Ghost will take you through. If it is imaginatively, then you need to work on your imagination. How can you work on your imagination? There is what we call sound sounds that can build the frequency of your imagination that is why we chant are you following are you following good so chanting in the spirit has a certain energy level that can raise the frequency of your your soul to a height that can pick signals from the spirit. Right now, Claudio, you see the way people use chanting and it's like they are joking. You see, everybody is. They don't get, they just don't understand the thing. They are just doing it because everybody is doing it. You need to, you need to sit down and understand things clearly. Else, you will do whatever everybody is doing, and you still not have any fruit. That is why a lot of people, after doing all these things, now because you are not doing it the way it's supposed to be done. It is not just something we just ah, 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 ah. What does he mean? You don't know. Something is happening. It is a groaning. It is raising frequencies. Are you with me? You go to any place, everybody's doing it. Ah, we chant in the Holy Ghost. Ah, 
Ah, everybody is chanting. But they, when you ask them, what is chanting? <laughs> Problem don't come. What is chanting? They don't know. Some of them are just dancing with the beat. That is the only thing they know. Do you know how those people in times of old used to walk in, in, in dimensions of the spirit? Let me teach you. Can I? <laughs> Good. Now, in the um, when you read church history, when you go back into church history, there was a certain time that a particular movement of Christianity started. And that movement was called monastranism. It was out of this movement. It, according to that monastranism, those people that started the movement said, you know, if they mingle themselves around men, in fact, they will be feeding their flesh to do more works of the flesh and sin more. So they need to dissociate themselves from human beings. So they were hiding in caves. So that they would focus more on God. This is the moment, this is where what we call monks actually came out of. So it is in monastranism that monks are raised. Are you following? Are you following? Good. So in monastranism, the people believe that living among normal men can cause them to sin a lot and they will not see God's glory. So they needed to, you know, separate themselves from human beings. So they were hiding in caves, having fellowship with God. And those people were known as monks. And one of the, their greatest keys was that they engaged in what we call in um they they actually engaged in what we call imaginative Can you all hear me please? Good. Now, so they engage in what we call imaginative meditation. And most of the monks that we find in um, Buddhism, Hare Krishna, and all those dimensions, they all also engage in meditation. If you want to imaginatively pick signals concerning people, hand over your imagination to the Holy Ghost. Are you with me?
So you have to hand over your entire imagination to the Holy Ghost. And it is not a one-day work, honestly. It is not a one-day work. It's a whole process on its own. And once you hand over your imagination to the Holy Ghost, it will become what we call sanctified imagination. And at that moment, you can just look at somebody and try to imagine something and that will be what the Holy Ghost is revealing. Yeah, it is possible when you have handed over your imagination to the Holy Ghost. And this thing can actually be made manifest through what we call imaginative meditation. You need time to meditate. And what will help you in your meditation is what we call sound. There is a certain frequency of sound that can help you imaginatively be lifted to certain frequencies that will help you pick signals from the spirit are you with me so even if you go to youtube you can download um sounds for meditation so you see can you hear this strange um sound right now good it is one of the ways to be lifted into heights when you want to meditate the first thing it will do is that it will clear what we call noise from your soul it will clear noise if you want to meditate and noise has not been cleared from your soul it will not happen you can't meditate clearly noise must be pulled out of your soul and that can be done through the sound are you following there is even what we call sound healing. That certain people, when they are sick, they will put certain sounds in their ears. And when they put those things in their ears, when the sound goes through their body, after a few hours, they get healed. They are healed permanently because of the frequency of that particular sound. Yeah. And the Chinese people actually know these things. They have ways and means of using even plate 55 plate that we all have the sound of 55 plate you have ways and means of using that to cast out a spirit from somebody are you following somebody said what is the best position to assume when meditating oh there are so many positions so many so many and in fact, there are levels in meditation, honestly. There are levels in meditation. There are certain meditations that you don't close your eyes. You can be walking normal and still be meditating. It happens to people. Sometimes you just be in a car, all of a sudden, a certain scripture will drop in your mind. And you start thinking of that scripture in your mind. Once you are in a car, and that act of you thinking about the scripture will try to open up the scripture all of a sudden another scripture will also pop up you have not opened the bible but things are trying to connect to each other in your mind that is one form of meditation this is what god told joshua to do he said let this book of the law be kept in you and meditate on it day and night meditation is like what we call chewing the card among ruminants. I hope we all know ruminants. Good. So ruminants have different dimensions of stomach. When they eat, sometimes the food will go and just 
enter somewhere after some time it will come back into their mouth they will chew the card then it will go back to another point that is how meditation is so the scripture that is already in you can pop up in your mind you will meditate on it and it will go back then as it is going back it is going back into your spirit as a revelation it will bring out life are you following Good. So there are dimensions even in meditation. But there's a dimension of meditation where you close your eyes, you lose touch of your physical surroundings, and you begin to progress in consciousness to certain levels. And I'll talk about consciousness, God willing, tomorrow. Yeah. And consciousness is different when it comes to where your soul wants to go. I'll, I'll explain that. God willing tomorrow. I can't do that today. Some of you get confused. I have to start from somewhere. Alright. Some of the papa. Please, some say some of the sounds are ungodly. How true is that? It is actually dependent on its frequency. Every sound has frequency. Are you with me? And the frequency of a particular sound. When I was talking about angelic beings, I told you that angels have a particular frequency, a particular sound. There are certain recitations. The more you keep reciting them, saying the same word over and over and over again, when you hit from 50 and above, you have, you have called a certain spirit. That is why even normal, those of you who are worship leaders, when you and I love the Church of Pentecost for that, they can sing a particular song for ten minutes, only one song. Many of us might not get what they are trying to do, but they know what they are doing. It is actually, you know, they are trying to progress in frequency to hit a certain spirit that is in charge of that song. And sometimes the more you sing the song continuously, immediately. The meaning of that song can hit you after you have sung the song for eight minutes. Meanwhile, if you sang the song only for two minutes and you lifted the next song, it is like you are just doing entertainment to yourself. Are you following? Good. So you need to understand these things. We have what we call vain repetitions and we have what we call glorious repetitions. There are certain repetitions, they are in vain. But there are certain repetitions, they are glorious because they will lead you somewhere. So you have to know the kind of frequency. That is why every song you listen to has a frequency. Every song you listen to. Every song you listen to. Sometimes you even for the lyrics of the song can create a frequency for the song. That is why sometimes you can listen to Celine Dion and all of a sudden, you just feel this kind of lust in you. You feel like calling Sister Joycelyn to come and sleep on your bed that night. You want to concentrate, but you can't concentrate because the song is inviting spirit based on its frequency. That is why I keep telling people, we don't just watch anything. We don't just listen to anything. Some of you, that is what you are doing to yourself. All the... When we, when we take your phones right now, we have Buga, we have King Promise, 
We have promise and fail. We have all manner of nonsense songs. You have been listening to them. Some of you, you see, TikTok and all those kind of Snapchat nonsense. Every day you are listening to these kind of songs. Your, your soul will be polluted. I'm telling you, your soul will be polluted. That is why some of us don't see God's glory. Do you know what people are doing? Building up so we are the same people troubling our spiritual life. If you are here, you have any ungodly song on your phone. Delete it. Yes, and me at this night during priesthood time. I will go through phones by God's grace and I'll mention your name. Amen. I'm helping you. Some of you will, will, we will preach and teach and do everything still. You go and sing, oh no, 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 no. May God show you mercy. Amen. I'm telling you, it's a serious thing. Oh. These are the things that will create noise in your soul. It will, change, it will shift the focus of your meditation. You find it very difficult to pick signals from the spirit. Very difficult. Some of you, these songs are feeding your mind. They are entering into your mind to create what we call a mindset. So you'll be listening to certain songs and you form a mindset about love. You think love is when you are squeezing somebody's daughter's breast. Huh? You are what piano but down. That is what you think love is. Because of certain nonsense songs I've been listening to and certain um, ungodly movies. So when you marry and you are not seeing these things, you think the marriage is not nice. Me, I don't know. I'm not enjoying my marriage. Something is wrong with you. These are some of the things the devil is doing. Eh? I don't. If I go there, uh, fire will fall. So let me just um, take the next question. <laughs> Someone said, "Is there any difference between the Holy Spirit revealing things to a person and angelic ministration?" There is no difference, but there is a slight difference. Why am I saying that? All angelic manifestations or ministrations are part of Holy Ghost revelations. Are you with me? So it is the Holy Ghost that will allow angels to, you know, declare certain things or minister certain things. I've explained this before. I told us that when we speak of angel, the word angel is the word messenger. And I said, the Father sent Jesus to us. So Jesus, in this sense, has become the, the angel of the Father. And Jesus also sent the Holy Ghost to us. So the Holy Ghost, in this sense, has also become the angel of the Lord Jesus. And the Holy Ghost also has sent angels to us. Because the, the whole prophetic is in the hands of the Holy Ghost. It is in the office that Jesus takes charge. 
Are you following? So all the angelic beings that flow in the prophetic ministration, they are allowed by the Holy Ghost. So it is what the Holy Ghost is, has spoken to them that they are telling us. So the moment where, can you all hear me please? The moment where the Holy Ghost can open your eyes and you see a name like Adwa on somebody's forehead. You did not see any angel writing the name or mentioning the name to you. But the moment your eyes were opened into the spirit realm, you saw that name on the person's forehead. This one you can directly say it is the Holy Ghost that is revealing it to you. But the moment your eyes are open to see in the realm of the spirit, everything that is going on is a revelation from the Holy Ghost. The angels are also part. Are you getting it? So all the angels um, form part of what the Holy Ghost is actually doing, even in the prophetic. So you need to understand that. Yeah. Okay. Someone said, please, how can people's sensitivity be corrupted? And that's what I was talking about. You need to be spiritual enough. Don't give yourself to carnal things and natural things too much. Always be on fire for God. How will you be on fire for God? Engage yourself in spiritual things. Are you with me? And to be much more spiritual lies actually in your mind. In your mind. Any spiritual thing you are doing, follow it with your whole mind and your heart. Don't just do things, keke. They are all speaking in tongues, so let me speak some. No, 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 no. Put your whole heart and mind in the whole thing. Else you, you will not be fruitful in anything. Uh-huh. So put that at the back of your mind. Okay. Someone said, Prophet. I don't get Prophet, English. I'm not getting it well. The Prophet, English. Please, some that are in local dialects are so powerful that I want to know too. I'm not getting the whole question. Maybe you don't understand Pierre. Is that what you are trying to say? Okay. Jerry said, Papa, please. Lately, when I close my eyes, then it's like a shadow with speed will pass before my eyes very fast. Or it will move very fast towards my eyes. But yesterday, when we were praying, this time, it rather moved from my eyes towards the out, outward with speed. Please, what is that? It moves with so much speed. I only realize when it has passed. And I will be like, ah, something just passed before my eyes right now. Yeah, a being is trying to reveal himself to you. You need to soak yourself into more fasting and prayer. <laughs> and I'm helping you. A being is trying to reveal himself to you. It, it used to happen to me way back when on UCC campus at a place called Science Gardens. I was reading a certain book. The, the name of the book was, um, I think, School of the Prophets also by Jonathan Welting. When I was reading that book, 
I was praying in tongues aloud. Sometimes the moment I opened my eyes, I realized that there is a beam that is just fading into the air. The more I open my eyes wide, the more the beam fades. It was like, what? Something, the beam was just standing in front of me. If I had continued in prayer more in the spirit, I would have caught that beam. But you see, the way you did not see that beam with your eyes closed, but you saw that beam with your, your eyes open, is that it is trying to also mean that the Holy Ghost is trying to shift you into the place we call open visions. Are you getting it? Where the vision you are seeing, you are actually seeing it with your um, the eyes of your mind, but it is still reflecting on the physical eyes. Good. So the open visions are trying to be activated. And let me give you one key for open visions. You need time to pray in tongues aloud with your eyes closed. Like Makatawanini Dindindin. I'm giving you a key. When you are praying in tongues, put your whole heart and your whole strength in the tongues. Let it be heartfelt. And keep doing that, especially in the night. Oh. The more you do that, the more you are opening the, the, let me say, the lens of your spiritual eyes and your physical eyes to the scope of the speed of that being. Because the speed of that being must be measured in a way that your eyes can pick it. I don't know if you are, if you are getting it. Let me explain what I'm trying to say. Your eyes also must be activated with the speed of that beam. The only way the beam can stand for you to see that beam is when speed had been increased in your eyes. For it to be opened in a, in a range where there will be what we call resonance. Where the frequency of the opened eye will be as the same frequency of the speed of that angelic being. Then, only move it. Now, even when somebody in that room is seeing that same angel, but the person is having a lower frequency dimension of the opening of the eye, that it will look like the beam is moving to the person. Whilst you, you are seeing the beam standing in front of you. Because your, the, the level of your sight has been opened wide through the speed. I don't know if you are getting what I'm trying to say. What I'm teaching is um, the anatomy of prophetic visions. Okay. Somebody said, Papa, how do you locate the Holy Holy Spirit in you? Access it and live with it. We will say him, not it. Because the Holy Ghost is a being. Now, this is what we actually call fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Are you following? There is a place 
that the Holy Ghost is in you is in the deepest part of your spirit. So you journey from the dimension of your mind. Then you go into that place where the Holy Ghost is called your heart. Then, so that journey from your mind to your heart is actually the, the journey of fellowship. And it is in this that you can find the Holy Ghost. Now, finding the Holy Ghost does not mean necessarily that you go and see him sitting on a, 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 a chair. It is not like that. But the thing that you need to understand is that have this faith that the Holy Ghost is in you. I'm journeying into him. And how you journey into him, there are doors that must be opened for you to enter so that you meet him. Are you with me? There are doors in your body. There are gates in your soul. There are, there are, let me say, there are doors in your soul. There are gates in your body and there are veils in your spirit. You need to pass through all these dimensions to access the Holy Ghost in you. Then, gradually, you begin to have fellowship. You receive His strength from within you and you bring it out and manifest it. And I, I showed you the other time how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. There are keys that you need to follow, you know, to mingle with Him. I've thought on that, so you can. I think I have a message and I've uploaded it. You can go and download it um, and just was, I think, part of the questions and answers recently. Um, it will help you. You will go, you will follow that, and God will help you come in contact with the Spirit Divine. Hallelujah. Somebody said, Papa, please, if someone doesn't speak in tongues. Can we say the person is not spiritually strong? Not entirely that. But there is what um, speaking in tongues can give to a man that if the person does not do it, it will be very difficult for certain things to happen. One of the signs of the prophetic gift, um, one of the signs of speaking in tongues as a gift is that it becomes the bedrock, the foundation of all the other giftings. It is through that that all the other giftings are revived and begin to manifest. Are you getting it? Can you all hear me, please? Good. So when somebody doesn't speak in tongues, there are many things that the person will not be able to conquer. Many things. Yes. Because the gifts of the Spirit 
they are actually for strengthening the soul of a man. So a man that is without the um, the gift of um, diverse kinds of tongues, there are many things that he will find it very difficult to conquer. Many things, especially on the area of let me say spiritual confidence. It will be very difficult for the man to build things like that. The Bible said, Beloved, building up upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So you see, we build ourselves up in our faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. So your faith will have a deficiency when you don't pray in the Holy Ghost. And if your faith has a deficit, then there is a problem somewhere. So it can be said that a person who does not speak in tongues is weak, but not entirely. Because speaking in tongues is not the only way for a believer to be strengthened. There are so many ways. Joy is also one of the ways to be strong in the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. There are so many ways that a person can be strengthened in his work with God. And tongue speaking is one of them. Alright, so put that at the back of your mind. Okay. Don't say, Papa, please. I learned there are differences in levels and dimensions in the spirit realm. So please, what signifies levels and that of dimensions as well? This is a broad question. I don't know how to start it. <laughs> it's a very broad question. You see, sometimes we use certain words, you know, that is why we get confused. When somebody say realm, what is realm? We don't even understand. What is dimension? We don't understand. What is a sphere? We don't even understand. That is where the problem is. That is why some of these spiritual things, it is very difficult to communicate them. No matter how I explain how certain dimensions of the spiritual world look like, you will still not get 100% understanding unless you are lifted to that realm also. Are you getting it? That is where you will know what a realm is. You will know what a sphere is. You will know what dimensions are. Because I can use the word dimension for, for a realm. They are just ways we can just interplay them and go away. Are you with me? Because if I see I'm talking about the spiritual realm, that oh, there are only 15 realms. There is nothing like that. There are uncountable realms. Uncountable realms. Uncountable. Yes. And we need to understand that. Not all realms are spirit realms. We will say they are spirit realms because we cannot see them. But that's not how they, they are. There are realms in you that you cannot see. Mm -hmm. So when you look at a man, man has so many realms put together. So as you are working, you are a multi-dimensional being. There are so many dimensions of you that you cannot even know. You need to know, as you are a man working on this earth, there is a part of the moon that is in you. There is a part of the sun that is in you. There is a part of the stars that is in you. All these things are dimensions. 
So you have a particular body in you that is representing what the stars are seeing about you. You have a certain part of your body that is representing what your mind is saying about you. So that body that is representing what the stars, the moon, the sun is saying about you is called your astral body. The word astral actually speaks of stars. See, so all these things nobody will tell you because there are dimensions. You are not just what, what you think you are right now sitting here. No, 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 no. There are dimensions you cannot see. That is why all these dimensions, there are spirits that are living in those dimensions too. So you can be sitting down, a certain spirit will be controlling you from your mental dimension. And they will influence you to make a decision in the natural that will cost you. So you see, there are so many dimensions of your being. And you need to be strong in all those dimensions by the light of God's word. So one of the strangest beings that God has ever made in this universe is called human being. Man, it is very difficult to understand who man is. Very, very, very difficult. Because we don't even know who we are when we are supposed to look at it from all, like the whole nature of man. Very, very difficult. But the Holy Ghost is helping us. Alright. So that is it. Okay, somebody said. Papa, please, I know there are differences okay i think that is that the same question okay i think the same question so how do you interpret signs of the holy spirit in the place of prayer sometimes some of the fingers start shaking and they are that one is only the holy ghost that can tell you that It is only the I can't I can't say that because it differs based on the kind of person that is having the experience with the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? So if my hand is shaking in prayer, it might be that the Holy Ghost is telling me that there is a healing anointing that is releasing on me. Now you might be having the same experience, but it might be something different that the Holy Ghost is telling you. Because it is actually individualistic. Uh-huh. So I cannot use my experience to make a doctrine and say, oh, this is what it means when you are praying and you begin to feel your hands are shaking. It does not mean the same thing for everybody. So you need to learn. That is why fellowship with the Holy Ghost is the best. Relate with Him. Huh? Sometimes when you are very sensitive, you will know. Anytime your hand begins to shake, right after prayer, you will meet somebody that is saying, I'm sick, or oh, pray for me. Then you realize that, no, I think I've had this experience for like five times. And anytime I have this experience, I will meet a sick person. Is it that the Holy Ghost is trying to show me that it is a healing grace and I should pray for the person? You will pick it. You need to be very sensitive at all times. That one is only the Holy Ghost that can tell you what it means. And he will use circumstances to explain things to you. Are you getting it? Good. 
Okay, somebody say, Papa, please, how can one speak in tongues? Oh, speaking in tongues is not anything difficult. It is actually the language of the Spirit. Now, the first thing you need to do, all giftings are received by desire through love. Are you getting it? Every gift of the Spirit is received by desire through love. Good. So you need to desire to speak in tongues. And once the desire is there, you come to a point where there is what we call the Holy Ghost giving you utterance. Now, hear me. Many of you, you are always waiting for you to be shaken. All of a sudden, then you are shaking, then you are shaking, then you start speaking in tongues. It will not happen like that. Those experiences are very rare. Are you with me? The Bible said, and the disciples spoke in other tongues as the Holy Ghost gave them the utterance. Who spoke? Was it the Holy Ghost or the disciples? The disciples spoke. So the Holy Ghost will not come and open your mouth and speak it. No, you need to open your mouth and speak. And whatever is coming out of your mouth in that desire and in that faith is the utterance that is coming out of the Holy Ghost in your spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Good. So that is the thing. You need to open. So once you are in the midst of a group of people that are speaking in tongues, desire to, Lord, Lord, as I'm, as I'm with my people right now, as I'm with these people, oh Lord, let that gift be activated. Let that gift be activated. Let that gift be activated. And as you are just, you know, in the, in the midst of the people praying with them, all of a sudden, let the desire rise to a certain height and just open your mouth. You realize that as you are speaking, it is actually coming out of your spirit, which is the utterance that the spirit is giving to you. Are you that is what happens. Don't worry, I'm going to pray for the, the first and the last bones very soon. Don't worry. Not today, but when the time comes, I will let you know in the course of the week. All right. God bless you. Someone said, Papa, please. The Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5, that God appeared in Solomon's dream and gave him wisdom in that dream. And it manifested. Please, how do we bring what we see in dreams to the physical realm? What are the processes? Good. There are dimensions of dreams. You need to understand that. It is not every dream that you are supposed to bring into the natural. There are some of them you are supposed to stop them so that they will not even manifest. Are you getting it? So you first need to know. First understand the meaning of the dream. Because everything for your dream to manifest, if it is a good dream, for you to manifest, it is actually based on your understanding on the dream. Are you following? And you need to interpret the dream well. Understand that I've, I've taught on dreams before. You can go and download the... Uh, uh, yeah. I've, I've explained to us that dreams come from three main sources. The one from God, the one from the enemy, and the one from yourself. Now, there are so many realms of dreams. 
all dreams are not seen in the same realm. So the realm where God appeared to Solomon to show him, to give him that wisdom, is not just a normal realm where we begin to walk about when we are trying to sleep. No, 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 no. It is something that God has infused in the spirit and the soul of the man. It is a very heightened realm in that dream. That is why that some of the dream, you can dream and see that somebody is dead and you cry. But when you wake up, like you don't sense anything. But that sometimes you will dream and see that somebody is dead, you, you will shed tears. And when you even wake up, you will see tears on, on, on your cheek. Haven't you experienced that before? Can you all hear me, please? Good. So you need to understand that not all dreams are revealed at the same level. The level that your dream was revealed to you from can determine how it will manifest. So you need to understand that and there are certain higher levels in dreams because there are so many parts of you that can um you know be interacting with the spirit realm when you are dreaming so many parts of you so you actually need to know the part of you that that was interacting in the spirit realm you know that some of you at times you get a certain dream and the dream looks like somebody was dead and you were crying. But you know, when you wake up, like it does not really be a certain touching um, kind of thing. But there are certain dreams too you will get. Somebody was dead, but you will be crying. And when you wake up, the thing might, will look so real. And sometimes you might even find tears rolling down your cheek. I know many of us have experienced that kind of thing before.
good. So you see, this one speaks of the different dimensions of how the dream were like were revealed to you. Especially the ones that you saw yourself crying in the dream and you woke up crying. Those ones mean that they are very close to manifestation. So you need to rise and pray if it is negative. Are you getting it? Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me? All right. So understand that um, once you realize that your dream is a good dream, in the interpretation of the dream there is what we call time and application time and application you will know um, through the interpretation when that dream is supposed to be made manifest then whilst you are praying into it the holy ghost can impress on your heart on the things you are supposed to do to get that dream to become a reality Sometimes you might need more time to fast and pray. Sometimes you might need to sow certain seeds. Sometimes you might need to go and meet certain specific people for, you know, impartation for certain things, for advices, a whole lot, before that dream can be made manifest. So you need to um, put that at the back of your mind. Hallelujah. All right, there is somebody here. You are having an issue with the, the right part of your head. It's aching right now. The right part of your head. The Lord is touching you right now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Receive your healing now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. A.P. Joseph, receive your healing in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You are permanently healed in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. All right, people of God, the Lord bless us. Let me take the last question so that we call it a night. We are going to meet at exactly 12 a.m. GMT. I think just about two hours and some few minutes from now. And fire prayer. Someone said, man of God, how, please, how do you dream? Because I don't. And when I do, you don't dream. That is, then there is something serious going on. Every human being must dream. Let me give you one secret. Even animals dream. Even animals, they dream. Because they have souls. Their souls lie in their blood. They dream. Even animals. So if you are not dreaming, it means they can mean so many things. But there is a direction I give. Can you hear me?
Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me? All right. The network is very bad. So I'm the person that is saying that um, she's not. Alright, can you all hear me please? Someone say, Papa, please, can crap dream from Apostle? Sure, any animal that can sleep and dream. Yeah, maybe one of these I have to explain how animals dream and what they see. <laughs> and I'll teach on how they see actually, not even in dreams, like physically, how animals do see. Yeah, they don't see things the way we see things, not at all. Yeah, I've thought on that before. But I didn't go into details. Especially dogs. They see, they see what we call the aura of a man. But from a different perspective. So if you have a dog. Your dog does not see your face as you, you are. When you look at your face in a mirror. The way you see yourself. That's not how your dog sees you. There is a part of you that you yourself have not even seen before. It is called your aura. That is what the dog sees. But even that one, he sees it with a different optical view. Because the color, or let me say the chromatic um, formation of their sight is not like the way we see things. A more color blending near some way. So there are certain colors dogs will never see. Because a more chromatic formation in uh, some way, uh, just you can just get about three colors that is in their in their sight. So if you have red, blue, and white as the only chromatic way that dogs can pick signals, if you are wearing brown, they can't see it. It will be changed into a different color, whether blue or something. Are you with me? And mostly they just look into your aura. I'll, I'll surely teach on this. Maybe one of the I've not finished with the message on the frequency. Yeah, we did the um, the basic ones, and we'll go. We'll talk about seeing naturally. We we'll talk about hearing. Talk about smelling, tasting. Get ready for anatomy and physiology. The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Please, if you are here, you have been forgetting your dreams. You have not been seeing things in your dreams. And we, we, we did a direction on um, garlic. So make sure you get garlic. And um, it will be better for you. I think as often you can get the recording for them. Don't touch the garlic with any knife or anything. If you get 
normal stone. Mm? That stone now they appear there. The for no use any building. You can use it to just mash it, or you can just, you know, break it into pieces with your teeth, then smear it around like on your forehead before you go to bed. And let's see that demon. Alright, so let's just do as the Lord has commanded and we will surely bring testimonies in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Please, um, oh, please, Danvopa, may the hand of the Lord touch you in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you, man of God. The Lord is touching you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, so please, um, God willing, we are meeting at exactly 12 a.m. GMT, and the Lord is going to release His favor over our lives. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, amen. All right, so I'm going to upload the um, message right after here. If you missed anything, you can go back and download and just listen to it. God is going to be a blessing to you. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We shall meet at exactly 12 a.m. GMT for the priesthood time session. God bless you. Shalom. Bye-bye. God bless you, Mami Bodua. God bless you.